presented by America's Plastic Makers. Hey, good morning, Playbookers. I'm Rogan Winnobol, and it's Friday. In today's show, a look at the latest on the war in Ukraine. It's your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. Here's what broke overnight in Ukraine. This comes by way of the Associated Press. Quote, Ukrainian firefighters on Friday extinguished a blaze at Europe's biggest nuclear power plant that was ignited by a Russian attack and no radiation was released. As Russian forces seized control of the site and pressed their campaign to cripple the country despite global condemnation. The head of the United Nations Atomic Agency said that a Russian projectile hit a training center at the plant. Ukraine's state nuclear regulator earlier said that no changes in radiation levels have been recorded so far after the Zaporizhia plant came under attack. The White House said Thursday night that President Joe Biden had spoken with Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky and top U.S. nuclear security officials about the incident. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson said Russian President Vladimir Putin's actions could now directly threaten the safety of all of Europe. The UK announced it would seek an emergency UN Security Council meeting on the matter. Biden has been adamant that he'll protect every inch of NATO territory and that no American troops will step foot in Ukraine. The discipline to prevent escalation that leads to a NATO-Russian war and to remain firm about his no-boots-on-the-ground pledge is being tested every day. The pressure on Biden to intervene is increasing. Biden's first test is the no-fly zone. The unified opposition to an NFZ, World War III, as Russia hawk Senator Marco Rubio recently called it, has started to crack. Illinois Representative Adam Kinzinger has loudly called for Biden to defend the skies above Ukraine from Russian planes. Quote, I fear if this continues, we will have to intervene in a bigger way. He said Thursday night after a day of heightened Russian attacks on civilian areas. Senator Roger Wicker of Mississippi is also on board, as are some big-name Democratic policymakers from the Obama years, such as Evelyn Farkas, the top official for Ukraine in the Obama Pentagon. Zelensky reiterated his call for a no-fly zone on Thursday. As the refugee crisis worsens and Russian artillery decimates Ukraine's largest cities, the pro-NFC voices will only get louder. This week on our Playbook Deep Dive podcast... Playbook's Ryan Lizza talks to top experts about what escalation could mean. In the Obama White House, Tom Donilon led the National Security Council from 2010 to 2013. He was in the Situation Room during the bin Laden raid. He's met with Putin in Moscow. He knows all the key players in this administration. This is a, you know, it's an extremely delicate moment, and I think that the United States has done a very good job of unifying the world. But we may be at the front end of this crisis, and we may be in kind of a long-term standoff here and kind of a structural change in the world. Subscribe to Playbook Deep Dive wherever you're listening to hear an insider's look into Putin's long game. A quick look ahead to the midterm elections. Senator Rick Scott penned a defiant op-ed in the Wall Street Journal on Thursday evening, defending his move to release a high-profile policy platform against Senate GOP leadership's wishes, including the proposal to make low-income people pay federal income taxes. He wrote, quote, If we have no bigger plan than to be a speed bump on the road to socialism, we don't deserve to govern. And one more note about electoral strategy. Jonathan Weissman from the New York Times reports that outside Democratic operatives want to make far-right representatives Lauren Bobert and Marjorie Taylor Greene the faces of opposition in midterms campaigning this year. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. At 10 a.m. Eastern, the president will receive the president's daily brief. At 12.25, Biden will make an announcement billed as, quote, delivering on its Made in America commitments. At 5.35, Biden will leave the White House for Newcastle, Delaware, arriving at 6.40. Press Secretary Jen Psaki will brief at 1.15. The Senate is in today. The House is out. All right, that's all I've got for you today. For more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. 
Playbook's editor is Mike Zappler. Playbook's deputy editor is Zach Stanton. The executive producer and head of audio here at Politico is Jenny Ahmed. I'm Raghu Munavalan. Have a good weekend. We'll see you first thing Monday morning. Plastic is a critical component of our nation's present and future. From reducing food waste to modernizing our infrastructure. But to tackle these critical challenges, we need Congress and industry to join forces. That's why we created Five Actions for Suitable Change, a comprehensive national strategy that would move the United States toward a sustainable, circular economy in which plastic materials are made to be remade.